hit me with your best shot, devil. One or two things is going to happen. If I get back up, I'm going to praise him twice as hard as before I fell down. And if you kill me, uh, then it's a shortcut to where I'm headed anyway. Uh, so I'm not afraid of you. Uh, stop your threats. Uh, stop your lies. Uh, you can stop with all of your mess. Uh, I feel something in the building tonight, baby. I feel like somebody is through backing up tonight. I feel like somebody is tired of backing up in a corner tonight. I've gone as far as I'm gonna go. It's time to come out swinging tonight. Cause victory today is 
Somebody ought to shout that one more time in this place. Oh, I feel it in the building right now. I feel it in the building right now. And we prayed on Sunday for Rome and I got pictures before and after pictures uh, with significant improvement uh, from just two days ago I got a screenshot uh, of blood work from the doctor uh, where everything is starting to normalize us on by today I thought I'd have a few more shouters than that tonight let's continue to pray for those who will be affected over the next couple of days while we thank God for keeping his hand upon us amen anybody grateful for what the Lord has done this past week amen Sunday morning Pastor Trevor Sloss delivered such an incredible gospel word in this house. Hallelujah. People were baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the will of God. Amen. Amen. So many, so many incredible things happening. I feel it in the building tonight. There's no telling what's going to happen before we leave this place. Woo so wonderful to have all of our guests in the house of the Lord. Would you help me one more time? Put your hands together and welcome our guests that are here to everybody streaming online. We're excited that you tuned in to the greatest church service in the world happening tonight. We're glad you're tuned in. We're excited. Uh, I didn't get to say this uh, over the past week. It has slipped my mind. But I want to say what an honor it has been to have Brother Miko Hammond in the house of the Lord with us. Would you help me give him a great big hand clap? He's no stranger. He's family here. He got here the week of impact, and uh, God has opened the door for him to, to stay for some extra days. And so we're excited that he's here tonight. Amen. 
And then I looked over tonight and saw Sister Alicia in the house of the Lord tonight. She knows she's just at home tonight, but why don't you help me give her a great big hand clap of welcome tonight. So excited to see her. And I don't know about you, but I came with expectation in my spirit for God to do something in my life. Anybody else feel that way tonight? Remain right where you are for the next few moments. We have been in uh, an incredible season of revival. Uh, again, this past week, uh, for I think two weeks in a row, we broke another uh, kids ministry Sunday school attendance record. We ought to give God a praise for that. Then we broke another record on our buses with Sunday Express this past weekend. How many of you thank God for the Hammonds and the Stewarts leading us in this powerful, powerful demonstration of what God is doing? And uh, we're so thankful for that. We have been in an incredible season of revival. Uh, Brother uh, Jacob Phillips will be back here this weekend. And we will pick back up where we left off. I believe if we fill this house, God will fill those that are in the house. Anybody else believe that tonight? Brother Stewart, First Lady, and I are going to be here Saturday at 11 o'clock on Outreach with you. I invite everybody you can get here Saturday. Uh, how many of you know the Lord hates empty seats in his house? That's Bible. He said, go into the highways and the byways and compel them to come. Why? So that my house may be full. Amen. I wish I had a few more believers in that tonight. It's the will of God to have a full house. Amen. And uh, we continued this past weekend uh, in that revival uh, Pastor Trevor Sloss delivered the word of the Lord Sunday morning and uh, Sunday night. We never made it to the preaching, but I have asked our children's pastor, Pastor Naeem Hammond, to deliver the word of the Lord to us in this house tonight. I believe God's going to use him tonight in this revival. How many of you are excited and ready for what God's going to do in this house? Are you ready to preach with the preacher tonight? Come on, Brother Hammond, deliver your heart to us tonight. Give God a praise as he comes. Come on, somebody. There's faith in this house tonight. You can receive your miracle in this house tonight if you're not careful. Come on, somebody. I know that God is doing great things uh, here in the city of Fort Myers, but I wonder if there's anybody in this house tonight uh, that is willing to let God uh, be God in your life. Uh, Come on, somebody. I said the miracles aren't just for them. The miracles aren't just for those that are out there. But the miracles are for you. The signs, the wonders, the healing. God can do it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It feels good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Come on, somebody. I said it feels good to be in the house of God. I'm thankful, Bishop, that you are here, and First Lady, it's been a while since I preached and you guys been here, so I am thankful for that. We can make our way to get to the word of the Lord, amen. I know that it is late tonight, and I am preaching against time, but time is on my side, amen. Come on, somebody, it's now. 
now we are going to do things. Amen. Now we are going to live for God. I'm so thankful for, for impact. Amen. God has done many wonderful things through the men of God that preached. And I know that lives have been changed. I'm so thankful that we can be a help in this, in this time. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful that my, my dad is here also tonight. Amen. I think the only ever time he's heard me preach was either online or at VBS. So, you know, I guess this is the first time. Don't worry, Pops. I'm not sharing my testimony. Amen. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful, though, that God brought my dad out of the world. Amen. Come on, somebody. I mean, I'm thankful God brought me out, but I'm thankful that God brought my father out. He brought my sister out. He's going to bring my mother out and my brother out and all my other family. Amen. So my, I'm holding on to that word uh, that God is able to do it. If he did it for me, he could do it for him and he could do it for them. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm just thankful for everybody else that's in the house tonight. I have some special people, but I'm just most thankful for my wife and kids. Amen. Amen. Yes, Theodore, that's you, and Eleanor, and Ian. So listen up, okay? We're going to turn to Psalm chapter 144, beginning at verse 1. Then we're going to go to Matthew 28, 19, 18 through 20, and Isaiah 9 and 7. So if I don't have a word, at least we read the word. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Psalm 144 and 1 says, Blessed be the Lord, my strength which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. Amen, somebody. Let's go to Matthew 28, and it says, Go, somebody shout, go. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them. Let me go back. I got ahead of myself. I got, a, I got, a, I got ahead of myself. Let's go to Matthew 28, 18. It says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. Jesus says, because I have all power, I need you to do this thing. He commissioned us to go. He says not to stay. He says not to sit. He says, go. Somebody shall go with me. Go. He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, not some people, not the people that you want to teach. He says, all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost and teaching them to observe all things. Somebody say, all things. Whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And then Isaiah 9 and 7. Isaiah 9 and 7 says, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. And with the help of the Holy Ghost, I would like to, to go with a few of the words that's in these verses, but one of them is go, and the next one is uh, the increase of his government. So with the help of the Holy Ghost, I, I hope that I can preach to us tonight adequately is go we can't stop come on somebody I said we can't stop 
Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands to the King of Kings. Uh, let's lift our voice right now. God, uh, Lord, you've saved us. Uh, you redeemed us, God. Uh, and Lord, uh, we want to give back to you, God. Uh, everything you've done for us, God. Uh, I feel indebted, Lord. Uh, and I must work for you. Uh, I must move for you, God. Uh, Lord, that you will speak to me uh, and mold me. Come on, somebody. Let that be your prayer tonight. Uh, speak to me, God. Uh, mold me. Uh, shape me. Uh, bring me to where you need me to be, God. Uh, Lord, help me to not resist your will, God. Uh, but encourage me, God. Uh, lift me up out of my darkness, God. Uh, lift me up out of my depression, God. Uh, lift me up, God. Uh, out of my lack of identity, God. Uh, give me purpose. Uh, give me vision. Uh, come on, somebody. I wish there's people in this house tonight that can pray these prayers uh, that I'm praying right now. Uh, God, uh, give me vision. Uh, give me purpose. Uh, speak to me, Lord. Uh, fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated. From the beginning, the commission of God to mankind was to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Amen. When God reset the world with the flood, he told them this same thing. He said to be fruitful and to replenish the earth and have dominion over it. God is a God of conquering. Amen, somebody. I said, God uh, is a God uh, of dominion. Uh, God uh, is a God uh, of taking. God uh, is a God uh, of delivering. Uh, and God is not wanting us uh, to sit back and be stagnant and to sit back and to let life happen to us. Uh, but God uh, is a God that wants his people to be set free and to have dominion. Amen. Genesis 9 and 1 says, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Uh, but is this what they decided to do? No, it wasn't. They decided to build their own home. They decided to be stagnant. Uh, even nature teaches us about how deadly stagnant can be. For instance, go to some water that is just sitting around and, and go Put it in a microscope and you're going to see there's a lot of microbials and different bacteria that can cause you to be sick, especially if you were to drink from that water. But take that same type of things, which is water, and let it be going through a river that is flowing. And take that same water and put it in a microscope and you won't see those same things, Bishop. Because stagnant will kill you. If you're being stagnant, you're going to die. If you're being stagnant... God has called us to go. He says, be fruitful, be mu multiply, and have dominion. Uh, come on, somebody. We can't be stagnant at this end time right now. Hallelujah, somebody. Genesis 11, 2 and 4, it says, And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. And they made brick for, some, for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, not make God a name. But make us a name, uh, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. 
They found a nice dwelling place after traveling for quite some time. Uh, they decided to stop moving uh, and to be stagnant. They wanted to stop moving uh, and start working. Uh, and I understand uh, that the only way to spell revival is W-O-R-K, but I am looking at a scripture, and when I read this, it reminds me. In Psalm 12 and 127 and 1, it says, Except the Lord build the house, uh, they labor in vain uh, that build it. Uh, except the Lord keep the city, uh, the watchman waketh, uh, but in vain. Uh, I don't want to build things, Bishop, uh, if God is not in it. Uh, I don't want to build things, Sister Tabitha, if God hasn't called me to do it. I don't want to build my own, my own life for my family, my wife and kids, uh, if God didn't cause me to do it, somebody. I don't want to be stagnant in the kingdom of God. But they were traveling for quite some time, uh, Brother Collins. And they said, you know what? Uh, we've traveled enough. Uh, we've done uh, enough. Uh, we don't need to keep moving uh, and replenish the earth. Uh, let us just do things on our own. Uh, let us build a tower on our own, lest we obey God. That's what they said. They said, lest, verse 4, it says, and they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto the heaven and let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Well, God asked them to be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. But they said, lest we obey God, we need to do this thing. We need to build my kingdom. We need to build my ministry. I'm telling somebody, I don't want to build Kid Zone based off of Pastor Hammond and whatever he wants to do. Kid Zone's broken records. Glory be to God. Come on, somebody. Brother Stewart, I know you feel the same way. Bus ministry records. Glory be to God. I just want to build it for the kingdom. I just want to build it for him. Amen, somebody. But I'm fearful sometimes uh, that I might be wasting my time uh, busy with the work I put in front of myself uh, and not the work of God that has, God has set before me. Working on my career, but not working on saving souls. Uh, working on getting married, but not working on marrying people to Christ. Uh, come on, somebody. Working on having a well-paying job uh, when winning souls pays more than a nine-to-five will ever pay. Come on, somebody. I wish we had some Holy Ghost-filled people in this house tonight. I said, it, it is better for me to win souls uh, than for me to win a nice-paying uh, nine-to-five job. But then we will smugly say to that statement, uh, winning souls uh, won't pay the bills. Whew. Bishop, I don't care if it's cliche, but if I handle God's business, uh, God's going to handle my business, church. Uh, it's the word of God. Uh, but seek ye first uh, the kingdom of God uh, and his righteousness. Uh, and all of these things, uh, what are these things? Uh, the things I desire, uh, what are these things? Uh, the things that I want, uh, what are these things? Uh, the things that my family can be happy uh, and they can be secure. Uh, he says, seek ye first uh, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these uh, shall be added to you. You see, what happens is we tend to think about ourselves first uh, and put God last. Uh, we tend to put our job first uh, and put the kingdom of God last. Uh, we tend to work uh, overtime uh, for a paycheck uh, that is going to expire.
desire for a paycheck that's not guaranteed. But when it comes to the kingdom of God, we don't have time to answer the phone call. Come on, somebody. We don't have time to pick up our phones and listen to a saint that needs help to teach a Bible study to somebody that is hungry. But glory to God. I'm thankful I go to a church that knows what it means to win souls. Somebody clap your hands right now in the fear of the Lord. Can I just brag a bit on my God? I probably could have made it myself. Uh, I probably could have set aside money, Brother Judah, and not pay my tithing and offering. Uh, maybe I could have done things uh, so that I can quickly get to the position where I'm at now. Maybe I could have missed out on being faithful to the kingdom of God and maybe I could have been able to buy a house which I haven't bought yet but I will in the name of Jesus maybe I could put away my tithes and say God not right now I need a new car we got kids here and we can't fit them in my little Toyota Yaris maybe we could do those things but I'm thankful when we put the kingdom of God first God is able to make a way I'm thankful that my wife is able to stay at home and raise up our children and we didn't compromise uh, in giving to the Lord uh, and we didn't compromise uh, in not giving what God has caused us to give. Come on somebody. God has shown himself favor in my job. Uh, favor with whatever my hands have decided to do and I know it's because uh, I put him first. And listen, listen somebody, I'm not here to say, look at me, I put God first. All I'm saying is the word of God says, uh, if we put him first, uh, he will handle our business. Amen, somebody. Hey, I'm not perfect, and nor do I ever claim to be. But putting him first uh, is something that my wife and I try our best to do and show our kids this is how we worship God. Uh, we don't tell them we're sacrificing, uh, we are worshiping, amen, somebody. But there's some of us working to buy a home when the earth is not our home, working to one day finally have time uh, so that maybe then uh, we can work for the kingdom of God. Uh, how can we minister to somebody when we put God last uh, and then when we're freed up uh, to do the work of God, uh, how do we teach people that are still working uh, to tell them, uh, hey, maybe later when you have time, you can come into the kingdom. Brother Eddie, that ought not to be, amen, bro. I said that ought not to be, but it's time for us to go now, amen, somebody. It's time for us to go and do what God has called us to do. Hallelujah. Matthew 20, 18, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Jesus says here that he is the Lord of lords, the King of kings. Brother Lewis, he's the supreme God, amen. Hallelujah. Now that you understand that he is God, that he is God Almighty. He's not just a, a prophet somewhere or, or somebody that might be close to God. Now that you understand that he is God, he says, go ye therefore. Because I'm God, uh, I need you to do this. Uh, because I'm God, uh, you're commissioned to do this. Uh, you need to teach them, uh, baptizing them uh, in the name. Uh, come on, somebody. What is that name? I said, what is that name? Hallelujah. We need to win souls. 
Proverbs 11 and 30 says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. James 5 and 20 says, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his ways shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but let me just go back a little bit. The opening scripture, Isaiah 9 and 7, it says, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. God is about multiplication and not division. Come on, somebody. I said, God is a God of multiplication and not division. That's why it's important that we don't talk about our brothers and sisters uh, and try to divide one another and try to say, you know what, uh, don't listen to that sister over there uh, and don't talk to that brother over there. That is the work of the enemy. And if that's something that you've done, uh, we ought to repent in this house. Amen. But he's a God of multiplication. He says he wants more. He says what he has isn't enough. God isn't satisfied. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all, not some, that all should come to repentance. Hallelujah. God is about dominion. He isn't satisfied where there is more for us to go and get. Amen? If your name is on it, God wants you to have it. Come on, somebody. I said, if your name is on it, God wants you to go and retrieve it. Deuteronomy 28 and 3 says, Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shalt thou be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground. God says, Whenever, wherever you go, you ought to be blessed. And, and we all want to be blessed. What we don't understand, there's a requirement to blessing. We can't just name it and claim it. We can't just blab it and grab it. We can't just say, I'm a child of God, therefore I'm going to get these things. Uh, come on. Jesus looked at those that were the sons of Abraham. He says, if ye be the sons of Abraham, uh, you would understand who I am. Uh, but your father, the devil... He says to the children of God, right? The children of Israel, he says, your father, the devil. That means that somewhere inside of their heart, uh, there was something wrong. Uh, somewhere inside of their heart, they didn't understand uh, that they weren't living for God. Uh, yes, they might have been born of God. Yes, they might have had the right mom and dad. Uh, yes, uh, you might be born and baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, come on, somebody. But if you do not have the heartbeat of God, uh, God is not your father. Let's keep going. He says, blessed shall thou be, verse 5, the basket in thy store. Blessed shall thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shall thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thy enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessings upon thee in thy storehouses, and in that, that thou settest thy hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. God wants you to be blessed in your health. 
Come on, Brother Rome. God wants you to be blessed uh, in your health. So if you need a healing, you can claim it in the name of Jesus. Uh, God wants your household to be blessed. Uh, God wants your finances to be blessed. Uh, God wants you to be blessed uh, when you come uh, and when you go. Uh, when you walk into that job, uh, that new job that you might have, uh, God wants you to be blessed. Uh, and when it's time for you to go, Sister Tabitha, he wants you to be blessed. Uh, amen, somebody. He wants you to be blessed. People to look at you and all they see is the hand and favor of God on your life. God said it and therefore shall be done. But if you keep reading, he says, if you keep my commandments. He says, go ye therefore keep his commandments. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Moses sent out 12 spies. <laughs> this is powerful. Moses sent out 12 people, leaders even, not just random people. He sent out 12 leaders, one leader from each tribe to, to spy out the land, uh, right? We know the story. 10 said, no, <laughs> there are giants in the land. But two said, go, God will lead us by the hand. 10 said, no. We're afraid as we can be. But you said, go. God will give us victory. I don't have time uh, to explain to you how that God could have gave them victory easily. But instead, uh, they had a negative attitude in their spirits. They said, you know what? We can't do this. This is a hard thing. Uh, this is too difficult for us. Uh, Bishop, how dare you have us come to church uh, when there's a hurricane out there? That's too difficult for us. Listen, somebody, I'm telling you. Whew, I'm telling you right now. God is calling us to do more. He's causing, calling us to get out of our comfort zone. He doesn't care about what makes us comfortable. He cares that we work in his kingdom. But what's crazy, God delivered other people and there was giants in the land and they weren't even the people of God. Can you believe that? Deuteronomy chapter two and verse 12, it says the Horams also dwelt in Seir before time. I'm messing up these names and I don't, I'm just, I'm a preach, all right? But the children of Esau, hold up. I thought he said, Jacob I loved and Esau I hated. God said that he, he didn't even care about what Esau was doing because you know what? He didn't care about the things of God. But it says here that the children of Esau succeeded them when they had destroyed them from before them and dwelt in their stead as Israel did unto the land of his possession, which the Lord gave unto them. There were giants in the land and the people that weren't even the people of God, God delivered them into the cities and the places that they're living in. You don't believe me? Keep reading. Deuteronomy chapter two, verse 19, it says, and when thou comest nigh over against the children of Ammon, distress them not, nor meddle with them, for I will not give thee of the land of the children of Ammon any possession, because I have given it unto the children of Lot for a possession. 
that also was accounted a land of giants. Giants dwelt therein in old time, and the Ammonites called them Zamzumzims, a people great and many and tall as the Anakins. But the Lord destroyed them before them, and they succeeded them and dwelt in their, in their stead. Come on, somebody. If the people of God, the people that are called by the name of Jesus, the people that have been delivered out of Egypt, uh, they complained because there were giants in the land, uh, whereas there were other people that God didn't even have his hand on them. God didn't even, it says he hated Esau, but yet he delivered him the land. Uh, how much more can God deliver to us, uh, the people who are called by his name? But what's powerful in Deuteronomy, when Moses is getting the people prepared to go into the promised land, music, you can come. He, he talks to them about a couple of battles that they had, and he wants to encourage them that God is going to be for them, amen? Deuteronomy chapter three and verse one, it says, then we turned and went up the way of Bashan, and Og, the king of Bashan, came out against us. He and all his people to battle at Edri. And the Lord said unto me, fear him not, for I will deliver him and all his people and his land into thy hand. And thou shalt do unto him as thou didst unto Sihon, king of the Amorites, which dealt, dwelt at Hezbron. God wants us to know how we can defeat the kingdoms that are coming against us, Amen. He wants us to possess the land, but he wants us to understand that the same way we've battled things before, God is going to cause us to have victory later. Amen? He said the same way that we defeated Sihon, king of Hezbron, is how we're going to defeat Og, right? But I started looking up. I started looking up Sihon. And Sihon means a warrior, and Hezbron means a stronghold. So stronghold is something like a city that is, that is built in. It is made so that you can be comfortable. If people try to come against you, you got your comfort zone so that they can't do anything. When, when God is, is wrestling with you all night, you have your, your comfort zone saying, God, I don't like to come to the front and pray. Come on, somebody. I say, we need to defeat Sihon, king of Heshbon. We need to defeat the warrior king of comfort. You ought to understand something. He wasn't just a king. He was a warrior king. That means he was strategic. He was strategic to make sure that you stay comfortable. That he made every excuse as to why you don't need to come to the house of God. Maybe you're sick, I'm too comfortable at home, I need, a, I need to drink some tea right now, but I can't make it and receive the blessings of the Lord tonight. I'm telling someone, he's strategic. He will have you fight with your husband or wife and make it so that you can't even hear when the preacher is preaching because you know what, my comfort is this. When I'm angry, I'm angry. I'm not listening to anything that anybody has to say. But God says he's gonna put that in our hand. He said, he's going to give it to you. He says, your comfort, I'm going to give to you to handle. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to play around with it? Or are you going to utterly destroy it? Come on, somebody. Let's look back at Babel. Comfort, not obeying God. 
But God, not obeying God, but obeying the flesh. They said, we don't want to listen to what God says. Let's build a city. Let's build a building just in case. And this is funny because they kind of insinuate that they don't believe that God is not going to flood the earth again. Let us build a tall building so that when those waters come back, uh, we can be safe. We don't have to worry about anything, the judgments of God. Uh, but we need to understand that if God said it, he's going to do it. Amen, somebody. If God says he's, he's not going to do this thing, then he's not going to do it. But if God says he will deliver you, he will help you, he will, he will heal you, he will bless you, we can bet on God uh, that he will do it. Amen. <laughs> Verse 3, so the Lord our God delivered into our hands Og also, the king of Bashan, and all his people. And we smote him until none was left of him remaining. And we took all his cities. All that, all that time, there was not a city which we took, not from them. Three score cities, all the regions of Ar Argob, the kingdom of Og, and Bashan. All the cities were fenced with high walls, gates and bars, beside unwalled towns, a great many. Matthew 16 and 18, it says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm telling somebody right now that God has something for us that we can go out there and we can bring the people that are crying and needing God, the people that are in desperate need. The gates of hell will not stop us. The gates of hell will not stop us whenever God is calling us to witness to that person in the supermarket. God is calling us to witness to someone at your job. God wants you to go and to bring them and to utterly destroy. Come on, we're destroying them. We're causing them to die. We're causing them to repent. Come on, that lifestyle that they're living anymore, they don't want to live it. God says to utterly destroy it. God says to, to cause them to repent, to bring them to an altar of repentance. Uh, wash them in the name of Jesus. Uh, pray for them that they make it filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, let them have a new life. Uh, teach them uh, to observe uh, all things. Uh, don't let them just believe uh, whatever they want to believe. Uh, teach them to observe uh, what the Bible says. Uh, teach them uh, to open up their word uh, and to pray. Uh, teach them uh, that they ought to repent uh, every single day. Uh, teach them uh, that they can't live uh, the life they want to live uh, because God has bought them with a price uh, and they must glorify God uh, in the beauty of holiness. Uh, come on, somebody. The devil thought he had you. The devil thought that you wouldn't talk. Uh, the devil thought that you wouldn't go forth uh, and do uh, the work of God. Uh, but my God says, uh, if I want to be blessed, uh, I must go. Uh, I must bring them up. Uh, fill the house up. Come on, somebody. He thought you was dead. He thought you was busted. He thought that he could put these strongholds in your life. He thought that you wouldn't ever open your mouth again, that you would never testify. But that comfort, it's in my hand, and I will destroy it. I will say, I will go to the house of God. I will bless him at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Come on, somebody. God wants to do something great. We ought to praise him right now, understanding that God is for us and not against us. What shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress? 
drugs. He thought he could keep you depressed. He thought he could keep you being insecure, not knowing who you should be and what you should do and what's your purpose in life. If you don't know your purpose, I'll tell you right now, your purpose is to go, go, go. Amen. Come on, somebody. The devil thought he had this family. He thought that this family would never live for God. He thought this family would never stay together. But God, and he's putting God first. Amen, somebody. He's going out his way on Saturdays. And I don't mean to embarrass you, brother, but I'm just going to say it. It's time for us to teach Bible studies, to reach people. We had an understanding, you know what? I'm gonna try to put myself first. Uh, but when we put God first, uh, there's a blessing going on in your life, uh, in your family. Uh, there's many people here today. Uh, you wanna be blessed. Uh, you're waiting for God. Uh, God's waiting for you. Uh, he says, go, 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 go. Come on, somebody.
blazing like you're ready to go tonight. Somebody ought to lift your voice. got me fired up tonight if you can't get fired up over that kind of preaching your blankets all the way wet Woo. I feel like going to teach a Bible study right now some of y'all don't know this and, 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 he, and he wouldn't he, he wouldn't say all this but I'm going to say it tonight I can't think almost of anybody else in this church is qualified to preach what was just preached than Pastor Hammond tonight. I don't even know what the number is right now of how many Bible studies he and his wife are teaching every week, but it's a bunch. And they got three kids little ones I thought I had more parents that would be a, appreciate that and he's working a full-time job with lots of responsibility but I have watched Pastor Hammond make up in his mind that he was not going to make any excuses Brother Eddie, Pastor Hammond made up his mind he was going to put God first. He's lived what, he, what he's preaching to you to do tonight. I've watched him put God first. And you know what God started doing? Exactly what he talked about. God started taking care of his business. Was it towards the beginning of this year, end of last year? I don't remember one raise after the other, after the other. I'm not talking 10 cent raises. I'm talking $10,000 raises and $10,000 raises and promotion. What was he doing? Teaching Bible studies. What was he doing? Showing up to the church early to pray. What was he doing? Being faithful to the house of God. Amen. And I've watched God continue to elevate him. And so I, I accept the challenge tonight, Pastor Hammond. Come on, anybody else tonight? I accept the challenge to go. Because I'm going to tell you something. There, there are too many, too many young couples and young people in this church sitting on your rear end making excuses for why you can't do what God is calling you to do. 
come on. It's time to get rid of the excuses uh, and start saying yes uh, to God. Come on. I think it was Benjamin Franklin that said excuses are the nails used to build the house of failure. We're making excuses. The reason some of y'all are having a difficult time is you won't get sin out of your life. And so you're living in condemnation over your disobedience and it's got you living under a cloud uh, that you can't escape. I'll tell you how easy it is. Repent. Come on, somebody. Uh, it's simple. Uh, turn around uh, and start obeying God in your life uh, and watch God uh, turn your uh, a life consumed with me. Eventually it implodes on itself. Listen, I'm going to tell somebody, you can watch all those Instagram pages you want. You're not them. You're a child of God. Come on. I said, you're not them. You're a child. You're not a child of the devil. You're a child of God. And God's ways work different. I'm all about hard work and the hustle and the grind. But if you ain't keeping Jesus first, you're doing it in vain. If some of us would just get our life right with God, get our priorities straight, and it doesn't take 10 weeks to do it, it's a choice you make. Come on, somebody. Brother Stewart, when the, when the prodigal son made, figured out what was going on, the Bible says that instantly he came to himself and he said within himself, it didn't take two weeks and fasting. No, 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 no. He just made a decision that said, why in the world am I going to keep living like this when God has so much better for me over there? I'm going to get up out of the pig pen. I'm going to quit living disobedient. I'm going to go to my father's house. And when he walked in the father's house, there were blessings and favor and dominion and joy waiting for him. Woo. There is no telling where God is taking us in this season of harvest and revival. I believe that us watching kids on break records is just the tip of the iceberg. Now listen, I have something I felt the Holy Ghost instruct me that I, I need to give. So I want you to hear me. I don't want nobody moving around right now. Nobody leaving, nobody moving around. I've got instruction I, I, I've got to give you tonight. As Pastor Hammond was preaching, he, he, he ran across this and I was already feeling it in the Holy Ghost tonight. I want you to turn and tell the person standing next to you, tell them you're an entrepreneur. Just tell them that. Tell them you're an entrepreneur. 
Now, how many of you know what an entrepreneur is? Somebody that owns their own. You know how I know? There's an issue because some of y'all don't know you're an entrepreneur because you're minding everybody else's. And, I, and I'm going to tell you something tonight. As we enter this season of revival, there is one toxic element that will put a chokehold on God's harvest in a church. And that is the culture of gossip. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm going to say this tonight. I'm addressing this from the pulpit corporately. And my prayer is that some people in this building take heed to the word of the Lord from this place before you have to be rebuked privately. We should not be sitting around on telephone calls in quote-unquote fellowship meetings talking about other people and their problems and issues. That's not a fellowship meeting, that's a gossip gathering. And some of us need to quit using our home for the work of Satan. Dividing the body. Oh, that's right. I'm telling you just like it T-I is. The enemy has just set up headquarters in your household. You know what? Give me my phone. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to take you to the word of the Lord in this place. We're, it's only 8.56. He gave me 30 minutes to preach a second sermon tonight. find this put put first timothy 5 13 up there for me tonight media team first timothy 5 and 13 he is the writer is dealing with widows who have lost their purpose and some of them have got themselves in trouble in the church because they forgot their whole purpose. And he's having to bring correction to the people of God. And here's what he says. He says, with all they learn to be idle. That's a problem with some of us. You got too much empty time on your hands. And, and the idleness of your hands is producing wicked things in your actions. Come on, somebody. He said, they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house. And not only idle, but tattlers also. And busybodies. They can't wait to get together and talk about what's going on in the church. Did you hear about so-and-so? Did you know they didn't until you said something and spread it like gossip? Woo, it's getting quiet up in here, up in here. 
and busybodies. Let me tell you the first sign of a gossiper, okay? They're not going to come to you and say, I got fresh gossip. Let me tell you the way they come to you. I've got a concern. Some of y'all can't say amen because you need to be saying, oh, me. I've got, I'm concerned. You better quit lying to the Holy Ghost. I just, we just need to pray for them. Not only tattlers also and busybodies speaking things which they ought not. I want you to hear me really good right now. Gossip dies when it hits the ears of a wise man. Well, it's what I heard. It's what I was told. It ought to die with your hearing it. There's some of you in here. I could, I could pull you up right now in front of everybody, and I won't because God's given you an opportunity to hear the word of the Lord tonight. God's sick and tired of you using your telephone like the grapevine calling everybody you can, trying to find out the latest gossip, and you feel like you have to know everything that's going on with everybody. Gotta know, gotta know what's happening over there, what's happening over here, what's going on over there, what's happening, I just want to know, I just, I'm concerned, I want to pray, you lying devil. You need to take this scripture home and memorize it. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 11. It says in the King James Version, and that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business. In almost every other transliteration, it says, and to mind your own business. Y'all thought that was just a famous saying in society. No, it came from the word of the Lord to mind your own business. If it don't involve you, don't involve yourself. This is really good preaching tonight. If there's four people involved in a problem, don't become the fifth by running your mouth. God is birthing something powerful through the womb of this church. And I'm going to tell you what I've been praying. God, if there are people that will not repent, get them out of here. If they're going to be stiff-necked and stubborn with idolatry, God, get them out of here. And I don't know about you, but I don't want God looking at me as somebody that has to get out of anywhere. Come on, somebody. I don't want God looking at me as somebody that's got to be out because I'm unhealthy to the body tonight. Here's, here's another scripture for you to take tonight. Put up Ephesians 4 and 29. I'm almost done. Ephesians 4.29 says, let no corrupt 
communication proceed out of your mouth. Words and conversations coming out of your mouth that serve to do no good, only to spread problems, knowledge about problems, to cast doubt. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Listen, I'll wait. Some of you have more important things to say than I do right now. But that which is good, tell your neighbor good, to the use of edifying. Your words ought to be used for one thing, to lift somebody up. If what you're saying isn't lifting them up, then don't say it. Pray until you get it out of your spirit. That it may minister grace to the hearers. Your gossip doesn't minister grace to the hearers. It spreads confusion and division and, and doubt and fear. And it sows discord. So tonight, God's, I'm not even going to give an altar call. Because God doesn't need your tears right now. He needs you to obey his word. God doesn't need you to fall on an altar right now and boo-hoo. What God needs you to do is take heed to the word of the Lord and be a hearer and a doer of his word. God forbid, Pastor Hammond, that any of us that would aspire to ministry be involved in that kind of nonsense. God forbid that any of us that would aspire Pastor Trevor Sloss to be used by God let our name be attached to that kind of behavior I think we ought to lift our hands one more time in this building tonight come on it's go time Lord whatever it takes God we, we can't miss our moment God we don't want to contaminate what you're trying to do God I don't want to be in the way I don't want to be a stumbling block I, I don't want to be a hindrance help me Jesus come on all over this house in the name of Jesus, do it, God. Do it, God. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray right now. I pray right now, God, that those who you are speaking to, that you are addressing, God, that their heart would not be hardened. God, that they would not be stubborn. God, that they would not be as, as idolatrous people uh, who give themselves over uh, to their own will tonight, God. But let them have a heart of flesh to receive your word, God. Uh, let them have a heart of flesh uh, to repent, God. Uh, to receive correction. Uh, to receive instruction. Uh, to receive the rebuke. Uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, God, don't let them be cast as chaff in the wind tonight. Don't let them be cast as chaff and discarded, but help them, oh God, tonight. Come on, for just another moment tonight, let's respond to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen.